0: What's up, losers? This is for no good reason.
1: Hi, Sean. What's up, Sam? I don't know, man. What's up with you? How about you start tonight?
2: You know, I've just been going through life, getting my ass kicked at work, and it's fun to get together with a, a good friend. mm and, uh, get going.
1: Same. Love having a good friend here. A, yeah, singular. Right, there's only one. You only have one friend. Each. What? Who the... Who are what? you?
0: What? Who Who let you in here? Sorry, I haven't been introduced yet. <laughs> identify yourself. Um, hi guys.
1: I'm Clark.
2: Clark. Who the hell is Clark? Do you know a Clark? I know a Clark. I know a Clark. Mm. I think those are the same guy, but I don't know a Clark. Well, well, okay, hold on. There was
1: a yik yak my sophomore year that said, <laughs> Clark's shell horse has a nice rump. And that wasn't wrong. Right? Are I, you. I intrigued? mean,
2: I, I don't know if a rump does it justice. It's more of a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like this man's. It's a dump truck. This man is carrying a U haul behind him. Yeah, at all times. So identify yourself. Who are you? That's, that's your job. All right, so this is Clark Edward Shellhorse the first, um, hailing, second of his name, right? Hailing from Austin, A.K.A. Hell, comma, Texas. He's moved um, north. Don't worry.
0: My grandparents always referred to it as the People's Republic of Austin, and it because. has made me laugh my ass off for my entire twenty-seven years of life.
1: You're old. Isn't that what they call China? people's republic of (laughs) china yeah same thing interesting exactly interesting it's like that's the point um Mm -hmm. weighing in at 690 pounds standing four feet and 20 inches tall this is damn i'm a unit (laughs) 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 um yeah so tell us about yourself what do you do who are you
0: what i wasn't told that i was gonna have to talk about myself (laughs) literally says it on the run
1: sheet clark yeah, but y'all didn't tell
0: me beforehand. I would have to talk about myself. We'll um, talk about yourself. My entire identity is, is being Sam and Sean's friend, it, they just asked me to be here today, so I just kind of showed up at Sam's apartment.
2: That's your entire identity. What it's do you? My what, whole identity. Like, that's that's what you do every day, all day, pretty every much. day. Yes. I mean, do you want
0: to hear about my boring job?
2: I mean, what do you do?
0: I am a structural engineer I Design Buildings. That's
2: because kind of cool. It's not that cool. It's not that cool,
0: but you know... It's cool in theory, but it's not in, in practice. Yeah.
2: No. Nerd. Yeah.
0: Bitch. Hey, there's a job I... opening for a structural engineer at HEB, and I was considering... <laughs> do it. Applying. I might just do it for fun.
2: Just, you know, hook me up with the good meat prices. <laughs> I <laughs> want that good meat.
0: <laughs> mm,
2: low fat. Wow. Now, I don't know about low fat. 80-20? Well, eighty twenty for sure for hamburgers. I saw someone if, if, on if Twitter. Not,
0: someone on Twitter said, don't get ninety ten because it tastes like a Timberland boot.
2: Uh, <laughs> you, 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 don't the, you don't want the... You do not want lean ground beef. That's all I'm saying. Well, I
1: don't want lean ground you're, beef.
2: Unless you're... What? Excuse me? What?
1: What are you drinking, Sean? Actually, Clark, what are
0: we drinking? We are drinking Manhattan Project's Redacted rice lager wait, wait wait no you didn't tell me what it's called though it's called redacted
1: no but like what's it called
0: i don't know if they'll ever be able to know because spotify is going to redact what i say every time they're just going to replace Shoot. it with redacted are
1: you getting political already damn cuh um no <laughs> this is literally just upgraded <clears throat> severely upgraded course light right well like severely upgraded
2: yeah i mean it, it, it is good um it's it's 5.2 percent, which for your average beer drinker is definitely going to be a, a benefit because it goes down just like Coors Light, mm. you know. And if you get that extra one percent, could you imagine a 30 rack
1: of those with the boys in college football? It would be.
2: It, it wouldn't last very long.
1: Does that not sound like heaven? I don't know if I'd make it to the second quarter.
2: <laughs> I, I've seen you at your worst.
0: That's true.
2: It, I mean, it's best? <laughs> and it's the my same mess. thing.
0: Yeah. Well, well, if it's the same thing. Oh, no,
2: okay. It's not the same thing. So we all met down at A&M. Um, true. And actually I moved in with Clark.
0: Oh god, I thought I was going to hate him yeah, so bad. Yeah.
2: I also thought the, thought the same thing about Clark. We were like, "Oh god, And then I was like, oh, this guy isn't the complete douche like I thought he was. (laughs) He actually has a sense of humor and, you know, isn't just a stick in the mud. We
0: shared a lot more interests than I thought we were going to share. Yeah,
2: it was kind of weird. You know, he and I had a really good mutual friend, Matt, who y'all have met before. And I was like, huh, maybe. But, you know, it turned out that Sam was also nearby that whole time actually better friends with Clark than I at the time mm-hmm. yeah no sh- uh, we met our my
1: sophomore year your junior my year my junior year um yeah I don't know we've been I guess close whatever friends yeah I'd come over to your house name. and do
0: homework that was basically like that was like 70 to 80% of our relationship was doing homework together
1: fact in college like studying at coffee shops aka not studying at coffee shops together well Listening to I memes. studied at coffee shops uh twitter humor Twitter humor Not is a Twitter good. One. Um, yeah, actually, that's that is Clark's defining personality curious. trait is Twitter.
2: <laughs> Twitter guy.
1: Like I don't. If you yeah, ever want fair. to just explore humor at its best and worst, go to Clark's likes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is.
1: It's a dark place. Um. Yeah. It's.
2: It's special. His, his last like was. No offense to plates, but literally any food is better in a bowl. <laughs> I, I think that's just a fact. It's, it's I'm, true. I'm not saying it's not a fact, but like, like name one
0: plate food that is better than bowl food. Well, okay, you could you could name one. That's not very hard. I was gonna say but,
2: I can think definitely think of one. Like, what do you think? But like? I
0: was
1: thinking like a steak. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking too. I was thinking a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows Sam's standard in food. Like, could you imagine putting like Bonnie's a, gonna love this one. Love like a square yeah. in a round bowl, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but like
0: classic bowl foods that are exclusively eaten in bowls, cereal? like ramen and cereal, and like soup and soup. I had soup today. And a stew. That's what I was making before I came over here. Kind of soup. White bean soup. Italian white bean soup. Why does it got to be white bean?
2: Why couldn't you all beans? What's that, What's that show? <laughs> Oh, Lord. So this is
1: our buddy Clark. He has so graciously brought the daddies some beers, so graciously brought us uh, a wonderful album to discuss this week, but we have to interrogate Clark a little bit before we get to all of that, so...
2: And we did give him a little bit of a heads up on these questions so he's a little bit more prepared than you know talking about himself for 30 seconds yeah
1: i honestly didn't realize would be the hard part <clears throat> i i just don't know how to do that um so much like we did with matthew we have a musical survey of uh just you know questions about bands and different uh, i don't know ways to split like bands you hate bland, I'm sorry bands that are overrated um if you listen to the ticket here in uh, DFW, you will know exactly where I ripped this from. Regardless. Clark Edward Shellhorse the first, who has a nice rump. What is a band that you hate? I'm gonna well I'm gonna ruffle some feathers with a lot of these. That's
0: um,
2: the general idea. Rough but Daddy.
0: I'm gonna go with Gautier. Goat Gautier, however you say that. That's fine. That's I, fine. I think I don't think this is the hottest take I have. This is definitely not the hottest take I have tonight. But this dude dropped one album and and dipped. And the one song on that album that people liked, that people tried so hard to convince me was good, was so bad. Yeah. And the like, video
1: was weird.
0: It was just... Yeah, the video was weird. He had his face painted the same as the right. background. Like, I just... Right. People, like... It's not even that the like that song was so bad that I hate him because of it. It's really just because of the PR campaign around this song. Everyone and their mom tried to convince me that this song was just the pinnacle of music, and it made me, you know. I just, I mean, I I, made you. You know, you said
2: you said he dropped one album, but honestly, like.
0: He dropped a song. He dropped a song. He dropped a song and and left.
2: And, and and it got it caught on, and you couldn't get away from it. Oh god, it mm-hmm. was bad. I think that was truly the problem is that you couldn't escape he from the on. song. Yeah. Clark, tell me about a band that you think is overrated. Okay, this is my hottest take. I'm scared. You want to come back to this one? You want you want you want to? You want to, you want to yeah. Over- uh,
0: yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Should we come back to this one? Let's. Let's save your fastball. Okay. Okay. This well, is a
2: fastball. Okay. Well, then tell me about a band that you think is underrated. Okay. So
0: this one, um, people might disagree with me about this person being overrated because this man has literally won a Grammy, but I think Jacob Collier is very underrated. I feel like people in who are like very much into musical circles and like academic musical circles like cannot get enough of Jacob Collier. But his stuff is like musically so advanced and elevated, and he doesn't get like very much pop culture attention, in my opinion. But he's one of Granny. So the fact that he doesn't have pop culture attention almost at all is why I say he's underrated. I'm going to
1: act like I know who you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I've got no clue who you're talking about. He did (laughs) a song
1: with um, Daniel Caesar called Time Alone with You. Oh, right, right, right. Daniel
0: Caesar.
2: I know, I know that. that one. Right. That I, a... I know that. I know that one. I actually do know Daniel Caesar. But like, oh.
0: Matthew's gonna listen to this and be so mad. He's just at you, punching his dashboard <sighs> the
1: whole time. Yeah.
2: I hope he breaks the dashboard on his nineteen nineties Ford F one fifty.
1: Um. Okay. So, how about a band that you love? A band that I just absolutely adore
0: is King's Kaleidoscope. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Their music is just so. Great, like the entire genre of Christian music, just as a whole, it's just not—it's just not that good of music. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's definitely some artists and some albums that I can get behind, but there's never been a single song that Kings K has put out that hasn't been just a heater. And in my brain, there's like worship music, which is like the stuff you sing at church, and then there's just like broadly Christian music. That's not necessarily sure. like worship music and i feel like this is where king's kaleidoscope falls in although some some of their songs could be sung in a church
1: yeah they're uh, kind of like skillet right go on yeah they're like just christian bands like christian adjacent bands all bangers right every one of king's k and skillet songs just heaters i mean
2: i got a friend that loves skillet like his favorite band of all time
1: I don't, I don't know where you, you're going with this. You know, the, the the funny thing is, Sean wants to laugh, and Clark was supposed to laugh, but I don't know they where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, it's I, like saying Nickelback is like the greatest band of all time. Anyway, is Skillet a band?
2: I was also serious about my friend that loves Skillet. Sam yeah. knows my friend that loves Skillet. It's Peaches' Co. Oh,
0: yeah. Peaches. I miss Peaches. What's she up to?
2: She's in Utah. No big deal. Oh. What's a band that you could uh, listen to over and over again?
0: So, my answer for this question is a band that Sam introduced me to many moons ago by the mm-hmm. name of the Abbott Brothers. Hey, I feel <laughs> like I feel
2: like you were
1: totally expecting me to put them on one of my answers here, right? I honestly but did if, not give a second thought to anything you would say here. Oh wow, man!
2: I was trying to not think about what you would say. Really? Yeah. yeah the only one I knew for sure was Kings K. Really? Would pop up.
0: Man. But yeah, I it's not that I could listen to them over and over, it's that I do. Uh,
1: they've been um, like my
0: number one artist on Spotify for like five years running. They them and Mandolin Orange, I think I think I've had Mandolin Orange one year. I think it was this most recent one on my Spotify wrapped. But a- Ava
1: Bros, special place in my heart. You haven't seen them I in can't stop. concert? Holy Moses. I have once. They give a great long show. It is long.
0: I remember I was in, uh, Leah took me in Austin to one of their concerts and it was long. And it wasn't the greatest experience just because we were like the last row, mm. but...
2: For those that are wondering, Clark is married to a wonderful woman named Leah. I'm sure she'll listen to this at some point just because hey, Clark is here. She <laughs> hasn't listened to anything prior to this or anything after this. But or. Clark's here, so you know, we, we, we appreciate the support, Leah. You're going to have 11 listeners this week. A hey, Lamau. <laughs> Um, Leah's going to listen seven times wow <laughs> <laughs> um Clark
1: who is a band that made you fall in love with music John Mayer ooh
0: and it's because
1: daddy back like
0: in high school you know Basically anything before I graduated high school my relationship to music was like super transactional like it was just like, you know It's nice to listen to it's fun, whatever like concerts are a fun time, but whenever I left for college is when he dropped Paradise Valley Which is one of the albums I recommended to do or I suggested for this episode and it was the first time that I had Like an emotional Mm. response to music. Yeah, And during that, like, my first year of college, I was, like, super lonely and super sad and, you know, missing home and everything. And the, like, whole theme of that album of Paradise Valley is the loneliness of, like, whenever he moved – John Mayer moved to, like, I think it was Montana. He moved to, like, a tiny town in Montana to get away from L.A. and all the attention. Mm. And it was just, like – the f- like one of the first times in his life where he had just like quiet and like time to just like not talk to anybody And that's what inspired the theme of the album and that's kind of how I was feeling at college in my first year so it was the first time I uh, Had a relationship to or like an emotional response to
1: music. I love that. And so that's why I love that
2: Loki. It. It's uh, Up there with his most underrated albums it's a very, it is good a album. very underrated. He does yeah, a little bit of a country is. twang for the first yeah. time. He kind of a little experimental, which for some reason people album don't this like. His first
0: no. endeavor into a country twang. I mean, what was I mean, that I mean, album? Um, um, al- oh, born and raised. There it is. Yeah, that was yeah, that'd be
2: the first one, but that I still towed the line. It had a little more bluesiness to it. That's than, true. But all oh, all oh, phenomenal. That
0: album is just a work of art. Truly. Clark. What and it are, features Frank Ocean interestingly enough anyway sorry I interrupted you
2: oh no, you're rolling it's good hey Clark what's a band that changed your life
0: um I don't have an answer for this one. It's not that serious. I don't think any band has changed my life if I'm being honest what i I mean <laughs> I guess you could roll John Mayer into that because it has had like, I don't know. Musically, like I said, it was the first time I had an emotional response to music, but I don't think anything has changed my life.
1: You know, I wasn't expecting a pass. Like, yeah. This but... is a second and ten, and Clark decided to punt. Like, I I just... I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't think any
0: band has changed my life. Right? That. I don't know.
1: How about a band that surprised you? Do we have an answer here? We yes. we punt again. Yes, and I think you're going to hate this answer. First and ten. I think you're going to
0: hate this answer, but the band that surprised me the most was Alt-J. And it's because... What? I love song meanings. And the first time I listened to an Alt-J song, I was like, there's literally no way to know what this song is supposed to be about. You can't even understand what the <laughs> lyrics are. No. And if you could understand them, it's so damn cryptic that, like, what's the point of even, like, singing about it? Because, like, none of your listeners are ever going to be able to, like, figure out what this is about. But... Their songs are just so groovy. I just like, I yeah. just love them.
1: But that's fair. Um, that said, the How to Make an Alt J song video that exists on YouTube is. <laughs> that's, that's a work of art. It's shockingly accurate. It's so. Yeah, no, actually, like if you just slid that into an Alt J
0: album, I would never question it. Never. Not if you're time. listening to this and you've never seen that video, you just need to type into your Google search bar how to make an Alt J song. And a YouTube video will come up. All that four is... of
2: you need to watch that video.
0: And Leah. <laughs> and, and Leah. Leah.
2: We Leah. Leah this week. Clark, what is your guilty pleasure? Tell us, Daddy. My guilty pleasure is SZA. <laughs> what the hell? I did not expect that. Really? <laughs> no. I was thinking like Shania Twain or something stupid. Right. That, that
1: wouldn't be a guilty pleasure. That would just be a pleasure. Interesting. The truth comes out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever seen that meme of Patrick from SpongeBob where he's like Yossified and
1: he has like the big lips and the lashes and the nails? Yes. So you know how Clark's Twitter goes way deeper than ours does? <laughs> You're not seeing you
2: he's
0: seen it. If you've seen that meme, that's how listening to Sisha makes me feel <laughs>
1: fabulous and like Patrick Star. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here's, a,
2: here's another liked tweet by Clark. McDonald's Sprite can probably probably fry a fish. <laughs> <laughs> How do you find this? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: So, Clark, what is a band that you probably should have seen in concert by now? That I probably should have seen in concert by
0: now? Uh, that is going to be the band that we're going to be talking about today, which is... Watch House, which was formerly known as Mandolin Orange.
2: they changed their name?
0: Yes, they did change their name.
2: What the hell? How am I supposed to know these
0: things? Sam is dying laughing right now because I'm showing him the Yossified <laughs> Patrick meme. <name>.
2: Patrick is
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. But Watch House. And it's kind of funny because my wife, Leah, and I, we used to live in my a neighborhood wife. in Dallas called Bish Bart's And they have a theater there that a lot of artists play at. And there was one night where we were listening to Mandolin Orange. And we said, I wonder when they're coming to Dallas. Like, let's look up their tour dates. And they were playing at that theater that was like three blocks from our house that same night.
2: And you didn't go? And I
0: Well, I couldn't because it had had started like three hours prior. So like the show was probably like close over. If not already over.
2: So I'd listened to their I've actually listened to that whole Watch House album and had no idea that's who I was listening to. Yeah. Really? It's a really good album. Yeah. So I was like, damn, okay.
0: Yeah, they changed their name because uh the head man of the duo, Andrew Marlin, said that Mandolin Orange was a name that came out of his twenty five year old or twenty eighteen I don't know, his young brain. And he felt that it didn't reflect like their image anymore so he decided to change it which I think is an interesting take
1: yeah, yeah, but that's an L
0: right there I love the name mandolin orange it's, it's a great, so funny it's a great, it's, a great right? it's like a mandarin orange but they play the mandolin
2: right yeah. oh. it's, it's gold nice yeah
0: it's good I All loved right.
2: it alright Clark what's your uh, favorite band that you've seen in concert
0: okay so in my brain there is a correct answer to this question but y'all have already talked about it on the podcast twice Why? and that is Penny and Sparrow I've listened to Matthew said it uh, I think no. and then oh, okay. y'all said it on the, on the Wendigo episode oh, okay. okay, that's fair that's fine so that is what I would say if y'all hadn't already talked about it but I also think Kanye live you is, saw Kanye? I saw Kanye at ACL when I was in high school <laughs> oh edge lord uh, school, I don't know about
1: that high schooler at ACL what a cool kid <sighs> yeah I'm, just, I'm pretty cool austin guy
0: um kanye is just a like a genius and like an artistic like mastermind and all of his stuff is just incredible so and that includes like his stage production and like all of his acts everything all the visuals all of the extra stuff that happens
1: in a concert kanye nails in my hmm. opinion okay let's bring the heater you were saving this fastball oh yeah i forgot about Let's run it back.
0: The most overrated band slash artist is Ed Sheeran.
1: Oh, that's fine.
0: He's the third most listened to artist on Spotify. No,
1: that's perfectly fine.
0: I'm so glad you didn't yell at me for that. So if I had a five out of 10 voice and I wrote my songs in 10
1: minutes, (laughs) I would sound like Ed Sheeran and had an Irish accent. So here's the thing. Um, Plus was a great record when it was him in a loop track great record seeing him live when he was performing that record really good um divide i thought was pretty superb even amongst all the radio play um i loved it but this new record is just fine it is a listen once grab one song and then never think about it again like whenever he tries to rap that just
0: makes me want to bury myself alive right it used to be better like, oh, no, I don't think it was ever good. Oh, okay. Personally,
2: I, I like the early stuff. Yeah. Since then, eh.
0: Yeah. There so are the, only two can... artists in the entire world, sorry, that are more listened to than Ed Sheeran. There's only two.
1: Who are they? Ariana Cordell?
0: Uh, I, I actually looked bad. them up it's a couple of days ago, and I don't remember who it is. I think one of them is Justin Bieber, and one of them that's might be Drake. Ooh. There are oh, always there, there's like five that like claim the top yeah. spot, like kind of psych- cyclically.
1: Oh, Nas, he's got to be up there.
0: He is up there. He's in the top 10 somewhere.
1: Um, Are you kidding me? Sean, have you asked the uh, Google bot what do we have here?
2: Uh, we got Drake, Ed Sheeran is number two. Oh, number two? This oh, one's updated got... daily. Apparently, Bad Bunny is, today, is number three. I mean, Honestly, don't.
0: those Latinos really be putting in work
1: for Bad Bunny.
2: The Weeknd, yep. Ariana yep. Grande, yep. The Beebs, Biebs. Posty. Post? Post that I yeah yeah I'm good for him. Eminem, T Swizzle. A. Hey. Who the hell is BTS? Bro, you cannot
1: say who the hell is BTS. There is not a single iota of me that believes that you don't know who BTS is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, that's what I thought it was. Now that I looked at it, but like, no.
1: Gosh, Dynamite makes me want to shake my ass.
0: If I'm being honest. <laughs> <you. laughs>
2: What what doesn't want to? Make okay, there's a, your a lot.
0: Of, there's not a single song in this album we're about to talk about that makes me want to shake my ass. There's at least one. There's that's, zero.
2: You're not doing it right. Do you did you listen to the album? Uh, twice. You know how sad this album is. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I'm, yes. It's a joke, Clark. Take I, a joke. Fine. I'll so let's talk about this.
1: Let's okay. at least get an intro here before we take a break. Okay. Let's talk about Mandolin Orange. Okay,
0: so Mandolin Orange uh, is a folky, bluegrassy duo out of North Carolina. Nice. Um, I don't n- honestly know a whole lot about them because there's just like really not a whole lot of information online about them. Yeah. Um, all I know really is that they met at a, uh, a music event of some kind. Don't know the details. And, and they're married to each other. And um, I think Andrew Marlin, who is well, the the one who sings most of the time, ooh, ooh. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. But <laughs> oh, that was superb. Either way, it's Andrew Marlin and Emily France. Those are their names, and they are married to each other. And Andrew does most Life of the country?
2: writing.
0: <sighs> no, F R A N T Z. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Just yeah. making sure. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think of that, but I I'm also was, did. Really, was like super lost there for a sec, so I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I'm up. glad I picked it up. Because otherwise I would have <laughs> just been like, well, what are you talking about? It's about to be just dead air <laughs> for a sec. <laughs> yeah. So, they played
2: yeah. the mandolin and guitar
0: and so, vocals. Yes. That's about it.
2: So from what I know of Clark's musical taste, this is the last genre I would have picked for him to bring to the table. Really? So you don't know Clark's music taste. Yeah, yet. you don't know my music taste. So this I like is
1: right down the pipe.
2: I know, I know, I know. Oh, but do you but like I would have expected something more along the alt J line. And that could just be Matt skewing my view of Clark's musical taste. Probably is. And what I heard him listen to in our six months living together. If it was six months it might have been like four and a half.
0: Whenever I lived with you, I can almost guarantee you that I was on an Avent Brothers loop.
1: And here you are, three years later, still Still on on an Brothers Brothers loop. Loop.
2: I
0: seem to be just like an Appalachian music stan. Like my top two artists for the last like at least five years running have both been from North Carolina. That's true. And they make me feel very nostalgic for a place that I have never been to. I've never seen you up been? I've never. You, oh, I'd dude. love to go.
1: Oh, I'd love to go to Asheville or something or Knoxville or boys trip, Asheville, Bender, Beer Weekend. You don't, you cool. You can rent a car and then just walk to the square and drink literally 30 different breweries within a three mile radius. Sold. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Leah, can I go? <laughs> yes,
2: Clark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to go refill our glasses and move back with mandolin orange.
1: Horn Nation, no, we're okay. back. That's enough of that. We've already done that no, recently. That, no, that—that that, that, like that's a thing going forward.
0: That's yeah. a thing. That's a thing. Except, okay, well, no, it can just be the way it is.
2: Then we're playing it out again. Fine. Okay. Done.
1: Um, hello, folks. We have refilled the glasses. They're full, mostly once again with a beer of Fox choosing.
0: It's called Bitter Death from Jester King Brewery out of Austin, Texas. Mm. Um, it is an extra hoppy, Belgian-style pale ale, and it is the dankiest beer I've ever smelled in my entire life.
2: I would, I would agree with the smell. Yeah. It smells dank and It doesn't funky. taste like
0: it. it. doesn't taste dank. Also, it came in like a wine bottle, basically. Yeah. So that made that's just. I mean, it was an expensive beer, and the only reason really why I was sold on buying it is because it's in this bottle. Quite honestly. Oh. Also, cool. like I've been wanting to go to Jester King for a long time because I grew up very close to it, but and I've never been.
1: Isn't the uh, south side of Austin?
0: It's between Austin and Dripping Springs. Cool. It's probably not even in Austin proper, but.
1: Um. Yeah. No. It. It smells like if you could have the love child of wet pine in like. Gym socks.
0: Gym socks, it, but in a good way. Right, it's like... It's kind of how like truffles like, taste like feet in a good way. This tastes like gym socks in a good way.
1: Hey. You know what I mean? Put her there. That's a superb Cheers. tasting note. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah, we actually... This is a good uh, time to uh, talk about this. Clark, when he is enjoying a liquid, has a certain form. So uh, I'll just... <laughs> I'll give this a quick ASMR. Um, So picture that you're holding a glass and you breathe out entirely. So here we go. It's like you forgot how to breathe while you're drinking. I mean, it's clear that this is all hyperbole, right? He's done this-
2: Every single time I've ever drank with him.
1: 2017. At latest. Sam's
0: experience with me doing this is with extremely hot coffee at Lupa's in College
2: Station, Texas. I watched you do it when you shotgun an IPA one night. No! <laughs> no! You're savoring after shotgun. An entire, you shout out after, to after St. At, Arnold's art car. After you <laughs> killed an entire bottle of wine and then shotgun an IPA. Oh, we're not going to talk about this. That was the worst night of my life. I didn't go to sleep till like 4 a.m. He means it was a great night. It was a good night
0: until
1: I tried to go to bed and I had the spins <laughs> so bad that I like... <laughs> couldn't close my eyes without throwing up. So l- let's get the 20 second version of what happened that night. The boys got together and we painted Bold and Brash
0: from SpongeBob. <laughs> and we each had our own bottle of wine that we drank. And then at the end of the night, Sean and
2: I and probably and Ty the two and other Matt people, and McGee and Danny. All of us? And Isaac, Did we all Isaac Al- I- Isaac was also out there. So, me and you had IPAs. Everybody else had fruity shit, and I think Ty had a Miller Lite.
0: Oh, man. But, like... That's a decision. It was not a good one. It
2: was like a, hey, let's shotgun a beer. And, like, me and and Clark And us being
0: the way we are, all we had was...
2: All we had were (laughs) two art car IPAs. And I was like, son of a bitch, this is gonna suck! (laughs) And then we did it. It
0: wasn't a good experience. I regret it. I have not been drunk since... It's not a, a passion of mine.
1: Before um, the show is over, we got to talk about Clark's Ring Dunk. Um, but we'll get there at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll get there. First, let's talk about this record. Um, this is all uh, Clark. So you... I don't think you actually said the name of the record. Like what you brought to the table.
0: Yeah, the, the name of the record is Such Jubilee. It was, I think their second or third record they put out. Um, it's been a long time since they put this record out and they've they put it out in 2015 and they I will say they have changed a good amount Mm -hmm. as far as style and message since this album but it's one of my favorites Um, and it's a very very interesting album the way that I like perceive the message of this album is just the like idea of like the passage of time Mm. I don't know if Kay. If y'all agree on me with that message But there's The meat of the album is It seems to be just Meat, meat. <laughs> Sean loves meat um, There's a very clear beginning And a very clear end And the meat of the album is about the passage of time Which I think mm. is a very Interesting Songwriting t- Choice I, I really love Mandolin Orange Slash Watch House for this Because there are a lot of musicians that write songs about a very narrow range of topics. Um, But this band writes a lot about a whole lot of different emotions, different feelings, different experiences that's not typical in songwriting, which I love.
1: Yeah, so just some overview thoughts for me is this record was just a wonderful breath of fresh air. I true. have been so entrenched in the scene and just alt music, <laughs> so like just anger, just pure aggression. Uh, and then I come out and I hear something like this, and it's just like, "Well, oh, that was nice." Yeah, it like,
0: sounds, sounds like a walk
1: in the woods. I see. I said it sounded like just wonderful driving music. Like that's true. I picture driving across the American West. Well, I was just picturing the wonderful state of Texas, right? Like imagine you're. Oh, Like, imagine you're driving uh, from, very topical, from College Station to Denver, like we would do several times. Um, And just that grind of a drive is well (sighs)
2: suited
1: for this kind of record. I don't know, like it's just 10 songs, it's a tight 35, six minute package, full of a lot. Uh, Yeah. Like, they, they don't really take many songs off. They they really have a nice package here.
0: Something I find cool about this album is there's not a whole lot of musical range. Like, there's, like, some albums where, like, songs are starkly different from the other. Mm-hmm. This one, like, a lot of them, like, if you weren't really listening, like, you wouldn't really be able to, like, determine, like, a beginning and an end to songs within the album. Yeah. But, like, if you, like, want to just sit on your porch and, like, have a great time mm-hmm. and, like have this, like, a very similar kind of music for, like, a good chunk of time, then, like, this is the perfect one,
2: in my opinion. So, they start off the album with the song Old Ties and Companions. Um, and so, I going with Clark's time passing uh, thing, I think this 100% goes along with that. Um, it's kind of about looking back and kind of not neglecting those special moments and people that you Mm. like get to experience in life I think it's a cool look at that
1: so this song is about ghosts right Uh, (laughs) I I, I don't know if there's necessarily one correct interpretation yeah of course I think that's what we push here on the show is that like whatever you think is the right answer is the right answer facts so I'll continue the passage of time bit. Uh, I wrote down... I feel like I'm just in a good mood when I hear the song. Like, I want to call up my friends and just tell them that I love them. Um, I think I love the second verse the most in that discussion of the passage of time. It says, The tunes we've carried through the years will change. Uh, and man, that's just enough to keep these ghosts around those haunted fields. And the way that I read this is like... This man or person is just looking through the lens of his life and saying, a lot of things have changed, but I still have that youthful, like, oh, these fields are haunted, there's ghosts around here (laughs) kind of vibes, um, which I think is really sweet. And it leads directly into the chorus, which says, like old ties and companions, you and I were just passing through, Mm -hmm. which I think is really sweet.
0: Yeah. That's part of why I felt like the song was about, like, people like, loved ones that have, you know, moved on. Um, there, There's, like, a lot of language of of, just keeping bonds with people that are no longer with you, mm-hmm. which I think is so just... And, and they do it in such a sweet way. Like, death can be, like, such, like, an awful topic to talk about, but this song does it in a way that's just so, like, sweet, and, like, it doesn't really feel sad to me. Like, this yeah. song doesn't really feel sad to yeah. me, right? Yeah. So... They it's do that weird, very well. It's
2: a weird thing, death, and yeah. how oftentimes it's viewed okay. as an end because it is. But it's okay to look at death as the end of one thing and the begin to not have. I'm trying to think how to phrase this, and to not lose those memories mm. of that person, and to like really cherish. You know, everything you, you've got because, you know, you do, there is a, a ebb and flow, and yeah. to really to try to slow down and, mm-hmm. you know, live in the moment and remember the things as they happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think Sean and I are the same age, right? Like we're both 26. Clark just oh. turned 27. I'm dad. Um, but I do think. <laughs> you the, mean daddy. True. Yeah. True. Sorry. But I do think it's going to be sweet at. Some point in life, many, many decades from now, hopefully, that we will look back on life fondly about the people that we have come in contact with and lost, whether that be a spouse, friends, parents, family, whatever. Like, it's just that's just the way life goes. And Mm -hmm. I love that this song is kind of an ode to that (laughs) love for life, looking back on it. I don't know. It's super sweet.
0: I feel like the title of the song so perfectly encapsulates what the song is about: old ties and companions. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally talking about the the friends, the family, and the ties to them. And they just artfully tied the bow on it with the song title. So
2: their next uh, track—it's a track called "Settled Down." Um, And so this track immediately, when I listened to it, made me think of the band Deer Tick
0: deer Tech. yes yeah yes, yes. Lyme yes. disease on this podcast no
2: uh, <laughs> see Clark you would love deer tick honestly you would <laughs> um but they also have an awful name if we're gonna be completely honest it's a weird I don't know I don't right, hate that you know, name yeah but like it's not great but like is it, it a Lyme
0: disease centered band
1: no but like you do get you, it hold on do you know how niche that would be <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you just said I mean, the only thing I
0: would ever think of about a tick that had been on a deer is Lyme disease. Like, truly. Like, someone in that band has to have Lyme disease, right?
2: John McCauley, can you confirm? Yeah, we'll go ahead
1: and call him up and ask him.
0: Y'all can't hear the
1: looks that these two are giving me right now,
0: but they are devious.
1: No, that's just superb. Like, (sighs) like, that is just third-tier analysis that we have never had here.
2: If if y'all want to look at Clark's Twitter later, I'm sure there's some tweet about a Lyme disease-ridden band. I wish. So,
1: Settle Down, this song is just wonderful. Like, musically, I just feel myself wanting to slow dance with my lover. Like, does that not sound wonderful? Just, I don't know, like... It's fun just like I think the song is this discussion of watching love develop over time um, Like the chorus says my baby used to sleep. Sorry, my baby used to sing all night now she's sound asleep She settled down with a rambling man and found a gentler side of me. I don't know like it. I the way that I read that is we were just gunslingers when we were younger just I don't know living mm-hmm. wild and free uh, but now it's 8.30 and she's sound asleep um, with my dumb ass next to her. So. <laughs> I
0: totally agree with you. And the way that the verses so effortlessly sweep into the choruses mm. is artful. And he does this with a number of songs on this album. But like, if you weren't reading the lyrics and you saw the word chorus... To so like break up the paragraphs. Like you would think that it's the same verse, just because the yeah. verses flow so perfectly into the chorus.
1: Yeah, we also need to talk about just the harmonies that happen all throughout <sighs> this record, but specifically in this song. They are good. Mm-hmm. Like they make me both... want to do a little dance. Make a little
0: love. <laughs> Get down tonight. Uh y'all made it weird. That's a song. That's a song. Me. God. God. But you chose the name of that song for a purpose. What?
2: What what did, what did you start it off with? Yeah,
1: like what were the words you said?
0: I started off with that the harmonies made me want to do a little dance. Right. And then make a little love. I think I'm just exposing myself at this point, that I just <laughs> don't know the song that y'all are referencing. Oh,
2: get down tonight. Oh, get down.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Clark I does can't, not it.
2: Casey and the Sunshine Band, apparently.
0: Yeah, I don't. Because I was born after 1995.
2: I was, you were not no, you born after 1995. You 95. were born in
1: 1995.
0: Well, I was born before. after the start of 1995.
2: So your statement is inherently false.
0: Yeah. Idiot. Well, okay. I you were That's fair. I, I won't argue with that. I was born after 1994. There.
2: That's better. Same.
1: So, I still knew that. So, folks... That was a banger, even though Clark is an absolute jackwagon. Let's move from settled down into little worlds. Little boy, do you have any little thoughts about this little world? I have a couple little thoughts. Um, How little?
2: Uh, like millimeter? Rather
0: small, but like, like the size of like a marble. Is it enough? a marble? Is a small thing. That was the first small thing that came to my head. It's not about the size. It's not how you use it. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going, and I just really wanted to believe you're going to go somewhere else with it. Um, no, but uh, me being the way that I am, I just really like to decipher songs and figure out what they're about. But I feel like with this one, I don't have to, just because it's just a such a fun little tune, and it's just – that's all it really needs to be. Like, it's about, you know – enjoying like the world around you and like there doesn't need to be anything outside of this little world that you exist in yeah um but we're gonna enjoy it and we're gonna make the most of it and there's nothing outside of this song just being fun that I need to understand to enjoy
2: I'd agree with that I mean I think lyrically it's pretty straightforward in my brain but it's a fun song and I think I'd It was good to break up the album with it here. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I'll just go ahead and read the first verse because, honestly, I think it's pretty spectacular. It just reminds me of this youthful, playful daydreaming. Uh, It says, I watch the waves from the mountaintops and the rock slides through the clouds because this whole world's going to shake someday and I'll be somewhere looking down. I'll miss the coast and the cool night air and the fire in our eyes that world of shadows and twirling hair as the fire died—that's just fun. Yeah, like that. Like, that It's—he's it's just, just
0: perceiving fun. the area around him, and there, like he and Emily are just dancing. Right. Her hair's twirling. Mm. There's—they have a fire. They're having a good time.
2: So we roll from we there into the song "Rounder," <clears throat> which arguably. Might be my favorite one on the album. Ooh. I think it might
0: It might be my favorite it, one on the it, album. Actually, I don't know. But it, it, it's I mean,
2: up there. I, I, it was definitely a might over here. Um, but it's a, it makes a strong case. Uh, so this song is about, a, you know, just a little criminal. It makes me think of the Wild West here. Um, and he basically is narrating from the time he uh, appears to have committed a murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of narrates his journey to the gallows
1: yeah it at first I was like what what the heck is a rounder uh, and had to ask the internet about that mm-hmm, but now that we've cleared that up um, I don't know how uh, mandolin orange can make the story of a criminal just sound so lovely like right the song is I, I don't know it feels like this person who's falling into that rounder whatever that means uh lifestyle like they're slowly being coerced into that and orange just like it's just fun like they're just playing the middle and Mm and the guitar and whatever and they're just hanging out but they're discussing something that's kind of aggressive like they say they're gonna hang me boys from a tall tall tree uh those demons they'll be the death of me like Uh, uh uh-huh he says some folks are guided by some light of the lord but i was blinded and i'll never afford my salvation like what one
2: of the go ahead clark
0: i was just gonna say like as a christian myself i always like end up finding like biblical themes in art that's not necessarily intended to be that way and this is one of those things that i i like have found, I don't know if it was the the artist's intent to be kind of like gospel centered, but I have perceived it as such. Like he uses a lot of prison language. Like he says, "I have a number for my name," and then he says, "I'll have one last meal." <laughs> and like Sam said, they're gonna hang me from a tall tree. Like he's talking about to me. He's talking about the death penalty. But then he also uses a lot of like very theist language. Like he says, I'll never afford my salvation at the end of this lo- like lonely road, and these deeds you've done, like you'll never go home. Yeah. Like it feels like to me, the song is saying like he's imprisoned by his humanity, mm-hmm. but there's also like a hope to the song of, um, you no, know, a, f- a future freedom.
2: So I, I think, for me, that freedom element starts in that first chorus where he says, "Some folks are guided by the weight of their tongues, but we all fall silent at the end of the gun. Mm. End of a gun. Uh, mm. It's just that that instantaneous moment of, oh shit, <laughs> it, like it, it's it's so definitive there. Yeah. That like, it doesn't matter what happens, right? But at any given moment. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're now silent and I don't know, I think it's a a moment of I don't know if clarity's the right word, but for for the narrator here that oh shit, like like yeah. whether whether this was the first time this had happened for him or not, you know, it's like a no. Cool. We all I'm, die the same, right? Yeah, that it, it's a very um humbling moment for him, I feel yeah. like, you know.
1: So I do kind of want to ask, if we're all on death row, what's our last meal? No, oh, man, I don't know. And it, it like don't make it something <sighs> exuberant, like what's a normal last meal everyone would want? Cuz mine kind of comes to mind pretty naturally. That's just. I need a box combo. I need a Cane's box combo. Oh, that's no, a good no answer. slaw, extra toast, add an extra sauce, sweet tea. See, I'm a slaw guy. I don't mind it, but I would rather have an extra sauce and toast. See, I love coleslaw. There's a lot of coleslaw haters out there. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm at not least one of the
0: coleslaw. ten listeners here will hate on coleslaw and think I'm weird for loving it. But coleslaw
2: bangs. A good coleslaw. Oh, is, is super elite. Yes. There are very few elite coleslaws in the world. I want it to be super fresh and I want the cabbage to still be crunchy. Yes. Oh, have you
0: had the coleslaw at Salt Salt No, I've I've
2: been there once. Okay. It's It's so good. No, it's Okay, well I'll have to go down to Austin to do that. S plus tier. S plus tier. So what was yours? Clark? This is a coleslaw podcast. So so <laughs> so Clark is just eating coleslaw for yeah, his last meal. Yeah, he
1: wants meal. a tub of coleslaw. And no,
2: <sighs> I don't know. I really liked Sam's
0: answer.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't
0: know if I have a unique answer at the moment. There's,
1: I've got. I'm nice also pretty too. easy to please as far as food goes. Jennifer,
2: uh, so for me it's between a good hefty bowl of gumbo, oh, nice, nice, or a. Penning Curry. Oh. Interesting. I know. They're both soupy, which is weird. I'm like, no. I'm not, I don't consider myself to necessarily be a soupy guy, you know? But mm. at the moment, that's what sounds really freaking good in my head. It's both of those. So that's what we're going to roll with. I love soup. Do you have a better answer, or are we just going to blow by it?
0: No. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I don't think it that, is.
1: Yeah, we'll, coleslaw.
0: <laughs> yeah, coleslaw. Col, a, a giant tub of coleslaw. Just a bucket. A plastic tub
1: from Coffee. the supermarket. <laughs> um, so we'll do one more here before we take another break. Um, we move from Rounder to from now on. And correct me if I'm wrong, this song is almost entirely Emily here.
0: Yeah, this is the yeah. only song that Emily is the lead
1: vocalist in. On this album. We need more her. She's amazing. Retweet. She's... I'll say it. This is a sweeping statement across all genres of music. Female vocalists are better. I'll say it. I mean it. Yeah. Think about that, boys. Hmm. I think it's a good take.
2: I'm not saying it's a bad take, but Uh, it is a take.
1: No, yes. It's a take. Like, just as a top-to-bottom, sweeping generalization, I think women are way better at vocals and it's not to say men are bad it's just I think women are better
2: I think that women's natural vocal range lends itself to being more pleasant on the ears it's probably true I think I agree with that statement that's a
0: fair statement also I don't think either of these two vocalists are like 10 out of 10 vocals but they are masters at using the voices they have to create something that is just splendid mm-hmm
1: um, what I wrote down here is that from now on kind of feels like this gunslinger Bonnie and Clyde kind of love that hit the brakes um, it says I don't want to live out on the road I just want to be by your side uh, the next verse it says we were misfits in this game chasing that old flame of desire uh, living life with no sustain just two kids playing with fire I don't know like I could be super off-base from what y'all were going for, but it just felt like this vibrant, exciting expression of love that has changed into something more... Not dull, because that sounds bad, but less... Wild. Yeah. Wild's a good word. Yeah.
2: So, I definitely think that the wild love is there, but I think that it happens on the tail end here. Okay. They say there's an often lonesome feeling concealed within our past so I I kind of view this as two I mean looking at the whole body of lyrics here there's two lovers that may have had some sort of questionable past on either side of what don't Mm. really go into detail on it but um, it says still the future holds my reasons there'll be no more looking back Mm -hmm. it's this no this is what we're doing like this is us now like what's behind us doesn't matter on either side now we are moving forward mm, yeah cool. I
0: think I was more aligned with Sean on that one I don't think it's necessarily I like the take though like yeah God's it's a day. great take but I don't think it's I, I didn't necessarily think it was like a relationship song like a love song but I agree more with Sean that it was, it's kind of like blooming like if there's anything like if if there's something that I regret in my past like I'm like we're moving forward with this and mm. like the Things that matter are in front of me, not behind me, and which is also a biblical thing that I have picked
1: up. But that's okay. No, it's great.
2: <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, I've noticed that Clark is now at the bottom of his third glass of the night, hey, and, uh, and he pre-game with wine. <laughs> yeah, that was hours ago. So, and uh, he needs a refill. We'll be back, folks.
1: Folks, we have made it back once again and our sweet guest. It's a fucking miracle. Clark Edward Shellhorse, the first, my second cousin twice removed. Not true. Um, has brought us a beer, which is whack. It is just whack on every levels. Obtain intellect by the brewing
0: project, but project is spelled with a K. It's kind of hot. Um, I don't know where this is from Usually I like to know where Like coffee is roasted And where beer is brewed But I don't know where this one's from But it has a very bizarre label I I honestly would have said Michigan as well Honestly Michigan has some surprisingly good stuff (laughs) Like Madcap Coffee Roasters is out of Grand Rapids Which is the most random place You would ever expect a Top tier
1: coffee roaster To be from Okay, so all of us. Let's all smell it first smell. Here we go boys Mmm, that
0: is that's striking something wildly specific to me, but I just don't know what it is quite It's yet. just juice
2: like you ever like you know that v8 fusion. That's what I was thinking you should Balls deep into a v8 fusion. Excuse? Why is
1: it balls deep? Why are you? Dripping your dangly bits in there.
2: I didn't say it were mine. <laughs>
1: even worse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one, Sean.
2: Okay, the V8 Fusion Ooh. part was definitely right.
1: Ooh, but that tastes delight- it's If you made tomato juice not awful, that's what my brain's telling it's me. It's like candied tomato juice. It's like if you could have a love child of Bloody Mary mix yeah. and a ch- watermelon Jolly Rancher that you melted down.
2: See, yeah. I'm only getting the tomato, like the your thing based on the consistency of the liquid. Right, it's kind of it does not taste thick. like tomato or Bloody Marys at all. I would kill for a the Bloody, Bloody Marys, Marys are now.
0: so good. Bloody Mary haters, you can stop listening. right They now. are just yeah. Wrong. Get it. Get out of here, Leah. <laughs> she likes Bloody Marys. No, I think, bro, bro, she's down as hell. No, she doesn't like Bloody Marys. I made that
2: up. <laughs> I knew it, <laughs> poser.
1: No, but this is this is good. That's a wonderful. I'm I'm very happy. Thank you for your contributions to the show here tonight. You're so welcome. Thick, You're so welcome. thick U-Haul daddy wagon. So, wow.
2: Clark, tell us about this next track entitled "Jump Mountain Blues."
1: So this is probably my
0: favorite track on the album, this was... and it is the only track in their entire disc- discography that is based in folklore. What? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So there is a literal, a real mountain in Virginia called Jump Mountain. And it is in Rockbridge County. Mm -hmm. And there is a tale that way back when there was a uh, Native American girl who wanted to marry a man, and her dad wanted to marry a different man, and... Wait, quick, time, 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 me, time, me!
2: Right. Wanted her to marry a different man, or he wanted to marry a different man? Sorry,
0: yes, you're correct. Okay. He wanted her to marry a different man. I like, spoke. It's like That feels very... I was like, I was like what is going on here? I was here? like, two minutes... My brain was like a minute ahead of my mouth. <laughs> he wanted her to marry a different man. And so the tale goes that... The dad ordered the girl to run up this mountain and the two men to chase her up the mountain. And whoever got to the top first, where she like, presumably would have been since she had a head start, the first one up to the top of the mountain would get to marry the girl. However, the girl, instead of letting herself be caught, jumps off the mountain to her death. And so the song is written from her dad's perspective, like reflecting on this traumatic event that he was the cause of. Which, if you were drawing something different from this song, you're probably really shook right now. I am You probably just don't even know where to go. No. But like once you know that story, like the lyrics seem very obvious. If you just give them a quick glance.
1: So I gotta ask... How did you figure this out? Because I, I thought I did my homework here. I thought I was crushing it. Oh, really? No. But like, um, how did... What?
0: I read an article about... Um, I didn't actually watch the interview. I read an article about the interview where <laughs> Andrew Marlin says, yeah, this is what the song is about. And I've actually gone on Google Maps and like found Jump Mountain in Rockbridge County, Virginia. Huh. and Nerd. You could see how someone could jump off of it.
1: Truly. Really? Mm-hmm. Is there like a...
0: Distinct ledge Very distinct ledge It's beautiful Huh Yeah And there's a line in the song That says The rocks below Could never understand How much they took from me Well darned Yeah Can you tell me wh- What you thought uh, The song was about
1: Man Like I said I thought I was Absolutely killing it um, I was like Alright They're from North Carolina Maybe there's like Jump Mountain Whatever In North
2: Carolina Based after the, the Van Halen song Right Necessarily. Um, but there's a chance. I was
0: born after 1994, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Clark. All right. Clark. I'm kicked off the podcast now. This is the last you'll hear from me.
1: <laughs> Come on. So there is Jump Off Rock in Asheville. Oh, really? And I was like, eh, that's North Carolina. They're from yeah, the yeah, Raleigh-Durham-ish area. So like, maybe that counts here. Um, <laughs> so... The lyric goes, "But round and round you go, mountain high and valley low." And I was like, "Are they going for like a Marvin Gaye kind of stitch here?" Like, "Oh, what are you going?" I was like, "What's the like? What's the vibe here?" But that makes substantially more sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Tammy Terrell really brought that that song to its peak. Yeah, mountain high, <laughs> and valley low.
1: Wow. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because we would have been ferociously lost.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful song. Like the sadness of it is something obviously extremely profound. Um, The dad here is saying like, uh, like basically he's expressing his regret for bringing this whole situation about. And Mm. he has hindered his daughter from like knowing true happiness because Mm. like if he would have just allowed her to marry them, Man, that she wanted to marry, like she would have, you know, been perfectly happy, but instead, like, he's gotten himself in the situation where now he has no daughter because, um, she jumped off a Mountain. Woof. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a heavy song, but it's gorgeous.
2: So, my, my one note on this song is, is this song about the suicide of a lover. Oh. So, looking from one's eyes to somebody that did, I mean, died. Um, that's, that's where my mind went is that you know it was from the eyes of a lover that mm. who's the person I love either died or committed suicide and so like I was adjacent yeah, to you really saw on the right path mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know I don't know but like I like where Clark's going I mean the story is pretty cool there yeah
0: and this is kind of an outlier I feel like to the album like the album I feel like has a theme and this one Doesn't necessarily go. I mean, it kind of goes with the theme, but it's like I feel like it's a distinct song that is not meant to like necessarily relate to like everything else in the album. Kind of stands out. Kind of stands out in my mind.
1: Well, I think I'm returning to your discussion earlier of the passage of time, Mm -hmm. and I agree. Like you could argue um, that this song fits in that narrative, but as a whole, it doesn't. Yeah. So. I'm with you. But I don't think it's supposed to. Right.
2: Yeah. And so we move from there um, and continue that the idea in my brain here on this next song of the passage of time, mm. big time. Big time. Um, big with a song time. called That Wrecking Ball. Um,
1: in one word, one word, what do y'all think this is about?
2: Um, if I had to do it in one word...
1: Because I would say it's all about drinking. Really? Oh,
0: go on. Whoa, go whoa, whoa, okay. I did not. Wow. So so, <laughs> so, 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 your... so the
2: wrecking ball is the bottle in, in your interpretation? Yes. Oh. So in mine, it's the pendulum, pendulum on, the clock. on the
1: clock. Okay, I'm curious. Like, who wants to serve here? Do y'all want me to? Or do y'all want to go? No, you go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, you go wow.
1: first. Wow. Um,. <laughs> Shoot, this will be fun. Um, So that wrecking ball, like, I'm picturing, like Sean said, the wrecking ball is the bottle, right? Like, it is some addiction or something that has grown and increased over time. Mm -hmm. So the song uh, opens and it says, I've been leaning... Uh, these past few days, a little too hard on my walking cane because I'm afraid she's and I'm taking oh. she's like as kind of like this metaphor swinging my way that wrecking ball. I see. I'm gonna keep reading just because it is gonna help my narrative here. <laughs> it says now with all my ducks in a row, with one pull from the bottle. Oh, I, I see where you're going. I could let them go, not to lose, just to show I could catch them all. Every man bears a burden. His own beast by the horns that he hides from the world when he's young and strong, looking over his shoulder, is half tattered and torn, still standing tall. Like when you're young, you can, you know, handle your booze a little bit better. Um, but as you age, that you know will catch up to you. The chorus rolls on and it says, "But every year rolls on like a run, like a runaway train." That beast grows stronger as the pendulum swings. Uh, to and fro and on she goes that wrecking ball so my argument is like it's that addiction that is kind of that nagging, yeah right? it, like you can't really get away from it says or the second verse says I've held my savior's hands we've danced on the water with my head uh, on her shoulders she swore me or sorry she swore to never let me fall but the savior is not you know Religion or Christ or whatever—it's the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like you are dependent on that. You think that's bringing you to some place, but are getting wrecked by it in the end. Yeah, I totally see where you're going with that. I,
2: de- I definitely see where you're going. Um, and so to read that first chorus from my me and Clark's mm-hmm. lens here, I guess I don't want to speak entirely for Clark here. Um, so I don't no, speak for me. To, to me, this song was about an older. Say gentleman here. Um, So I've taken to leaning these past few days a little too heavy on my walking cane. You know, I I mean, I feel like I'm wearing down, right? Mm. Um, Because I'm afraid she's swinging my way that wrecking ball. So that the idea of the clock, you know, time ticking, Mm. is that time's coming. It's it's about death, you know, like it's coming. Um, So now with all my ducks in a row, um, with one pull I can just let them go. not, yeah. not to lose, just to show, I catch them all. You know, I, I've got it all. I've got it all figured out. You know, I've got it all settled down. You know, finally. But, you know, it's kind of coming to a close. Um, but every man bears a burden, his own beast by the horns, that he hides from the world when he's young and strong. You know, this generic hmm. like looking back introspectively at life as, as time ticks as that pendulum swings. Cool. And it's like, we're both probably right in our own way here, like (laughs) big time. Um, He says, looking over his shoulders, half tattered and torn, still standing tall, you know. I feel like this is the one that, it was was cool to see us both interpret that. Cool. Very. Similarly. Similarly in different ways. Mm -hmm. I felt like
0: it was, I I'd interpreted this song as a lot more literal. Like literally like, Just to show I could catch them all. Like, literally, like, my body is still good enough to... Playing
2: Pokemon over here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Literally just to show that, like, I still have my strength in me. Um, And the line, um, every year rolls on, like, a runaway train, just is, like, really resonating with me right now, just because, I mean, I'm only 27, but I feel like now weeks and months are just starting to go by faster and faster and faster and And it is absolutely terrifying me because you know like people who are like our parents age they'll say like oh you're gonna blink and you're gonna have kids and you're gonna blink and they're gonna be in college and I'm like whatever I was just in college for four years and it felt like 10 years but now that I've graduated college like I've already been out of college for like four years five years and (laughs) And every week, is starting to go by faster and faster and faster. And it's just horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm going to be dead. Right. So We can only hope. That's Jeez. Like, there was a season where I was playing this song, like, on just literally this song on repeat. It's not even just this album. Right? Really? This song one, on repeat for, for, like, weeks. Just, I don't know. It just really resonated with me. folks that
1: is why we do this show that's why we talk about music because i had a wildly different interpretation of the exact same song um
0: i really feel like that's just the the purpose of art like the creator of art whether it's a musician or like a uh like more material art they have like their reasons for um creating the art but the point of it is just so that the person who's experiencing it can interpret it for themselves. And I feel like if Andrew and Emily were listening to this podcast, they'd be delighted that we had three different interpretations and each of them were equally valid.
1: Well, maybe we should call them up and uh, send it to them.
0: Emily and Andrew, if you're listening to this,
1: send Sam an email at... Sam, Right, at biggothdaddy420 at gmail.com. Oh, wow. You have to create a Gmail account with that name now, so that if they listen to this, (laughs) you can actually get an email from them. (laughs) Okay, boys, Um, we're about to land the plane here. This man, we, we, wait, we've had our fun. Um, not to say that that wrecking ball is fun, but Blue Ruin is not. This one, like, is built different. This one is built super different. Clark, go
0: ahead. I mean, I don't really know how much I even want to talk about this song. Like, it's a beautiful song, and I really enjoy listening to it, mm. and I appreciate it a lot. However, it's about the Sandy Hook shooting.
1: Okay, cool. I'm glad I also did my homework and got there. Go ahead.
0: So, like, yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: So there's only so much you can say about a song like this. Yeah. Um, so i'm going to kind of try to say something you know um they start off this song with the line one morning after drinking heavy in the night so about waking up and to the news of a horrific tragedy that you know just kind of struck the united states and it's fucked up like there's no other way to put that um and they go into this pre-course and said, if Jesus had just been or had been born just eleven days before, would the world have stopped to see at least those on the streets? Mm-hmm. Um, could the miracle have made one lay his guns down? Like it's it's heavy. Like it's like a yeah. the timing of it was not. I mean, there's never a good time for anything like that. But like to to think. That you know, you wake up from a, a bender for a, from a friend's birthday party, and to news like that, it's just very sobering. It's like a yeah, shit. Like what are we like? Almost like a what are we doing moment?
1: Yeah, and this definitely begs the discussion of the whole school sh- like school shooting bid and just any public shooting and what a tragedy that is. Um, I didn't know really what time of year this um, shooting happened. And so I literally Googled like Newtown uh, December 14th. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I I had no idea what this was about. Mm -hmm. And I just used the lyrics as a cue. But it's weird how the band discusses and almost humanizes whatever whoever the shooter was uh it says that trigger stole his mind uh as almost as if like whoever was pulling the trigger was the victim or was also part of the victims here and i i I don't know if i can relate to that like that's i get he's a human and made poor decisions but still like I, i just can't reconcile that at all
0: yeah, and this song has a very political note, obviously. Like, I knew f- from the jump that this song was about gun violence because at the very end of the day, or sorry, end of the song, he says, my only wish is we put these guns away. So, like, I've known for a long time the song was about gun violence, but I had never really picked up the references of, like regarding like the specific incident that the song was talking about. And I kind of love that Mandolin Orange does this because they're no stranger to, like, writing politically... Relevant songs like there's on their other albums. They they make it very clear like what their views are yeah. um, and they they do it very beautifully, but when, when I was doing my homework with this song I was Definitely a little I, I wouldn't say surprised because I like I just said I, I knew the the theme of the song but Doing my homework on this one was a little was a little tough
2: It's heavy man So from that one we move on into the track daylight
1: I'm kind of glad they put daylight where they did agreed because coming from blue ruin <laughs> you need something like this um from daylight the note i have is it feels like someone is being the saving grace for someone who's just hurting um as if they were this proverbial beacon um, to someone who's just been in a bad way for a long time.
2: Absolutely. Um, to me, this one—I mean, th- there's not much hiding in this song. Um, they use some cool words to kind of describe what Sam just described, but it is about, to me, very clearly somebody coming into somebody's life and like kind of making it take an upward turn. Whether, whether we know what caused the darkness or not, that there was a de- de- a definitive change in a positive way to really like kind of twist an outlook from for somebody yeah
0: I feel like this song and the very last one do what I mentioned at the end of this uh, uh, at the beginning of this podcast how there's like a very cap to the end of the whole theme of the passage of time Mm. like I feel like this one track number nine and track number ten are very much like the icing on the cake this is another one where i just like pick up a lot of gospel-centric ideas again not necessarily the the artist's intent but there's just like a lot of a lot of wording in this song that makes me feel like um like a certain hope Mm -hmm. um and i love that the end of the album is capped with
1: said hope i just think it's really beautiful I really want to read the third verse here because I think it encapsulates what Clark is saying here. It says, My search was unending, and my soul was bare, and darling, you came to me like a midnight flare out of the ocean. The stars had gone, my heart was broken, lost and alone. Exactly. I'll just make you want to cry. The
2: flare out of the ocean is the one that gets me. Because the ocean has always been this, like, in my mind, this never-ending dark space. Which is stupid because, like, you know, even at the beach, I'm like, I don't know, right. yeah, <laughs> oh, I can't see there. If you have ever been to Galveston, Texas, you can't see it in six oh. inches of water. Yeah, no. that's,
0: that's just no. Yeah, you're in an ankle deep water, you can't see your toes. <laughs> you're
1: like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, boys, let's close out this record here. Um, we close out with the song of which there is no like. Um, this is basically the title track, but they didn't decide to call it "Such Jubilee." Right? Like this is only I like it. this is the only place I yeah I agree. Like I agree when they kind of tuck the lyric in a song, uh, the yeah. lyric that names the record, but they don't name the song. It's out like the that, record.
2: that bit on Family Guy where they talk about when you're watching a movie and you hear the title, and you're <laughs> yes. like, "Yes, roll, roll credits."
0: <laughs> okay, so this was actually something that I wanted to open up the show with, but I forgot about it. But the word "jubilee." Everyone uses it to mean joy, right? Right. Right? Yeah. I was not able to find a definition on the entire internet that defines jubilee as joy. I think that's how the artist is using it here. Really? Yes. Apparently, the definition of jubilee is uh, like the celebration of an anniversary, particularly one of 25 or 50 years.
1: That's biblical, yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Very. Very. But I think that people use it to mean, like, the joy of such celebration. Right. And then kind of just truncated it to just be, like, joy. But I found it very interesting. Huh. Yeah. Also, when you look at the Google Trends, like, usage of the word, the word jubilee had a moment in the 1890s. (laughs) So if any of you listening know why the word jubilee was so used in the 1890s, Right, Sam at
1: gotdaddy420 at gmail or just hit us up on twitter uh, at perry 52 uh, that would be much better because that email address doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> um, no this is I think this song the harmonies of them reminded me of the civil wars the mm-hmm. band not the event in American history um Hopefully I think they do have a lot of music about the Civil War. True, which is fascinating. True, um, but I mentioned this at the top of the show. Like this song makes me want to just drive alone in the dark, or like sit alone in a dimly lit room and just vibe. <laughs> like you're just laying in bed, there's like a lamp on, and you are just vibing. Not a phone in sight. Just vibes.
2: Good vibes only
0: these are good vibes. I really feel like like I said about track number nine I feel like this one is very like a very hopeful song like it's talking about um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought um, It says I'll know I'm home at last when these thoughts no longer call me away from the arms of my darling. Um, out to sea, S E A, not S E E, such jubilee of which there is no like. Mm. Like he's saying, like, when I'm finally home, when I'm finally in the arms of what I think he's saying is in the arms of my creator, um, there will be joy that is unmatched. And I think that is just like such an awesome way to end the album. Mm that is about the passage of time. Not necessarily only about the passage of time, but like a common theme is the passage
1: of time, and they're ending it with in the arms of my lover, there's no joy like this. There's almost this desire for time to pass here. Yeah. Because he's saying, as I am away, I long for that passage of time, so I can be with my lover once again. Mm-hmm. Which I think is cool.
2: Yeah. Guys, we hope you uh, really enjoyed getting to meet Clark and explore this album that he brought here for us today. Ooh. I'll be back even if they don't want me to be back. Yeah, he'll probably crash the party at some point, you know. <laughs> but before we go, we do need to talk about Clark's ring dunk.
1: Oh, oh please tell. Yeah, no, no, this, this is important. So, for those who are unaware, ring dunk is when uh, you are a student at AM. Whoop. you get Whoop. your Aggie ring after Whoop. you have completed 90 hours. Whoop. And our tradition is that <sighs> you take your ring you drop it into a pitcher of beer and you then chug the beer um, <laughs> in generally a race format with you and your friends so or your enemies want or the other. right a lot of people that. do that actually uh, Clark
2: I know people that have.
1: Clark had a ring dunk that I was just bewildered by for a multitude of reasons. I was also bewildered. For the record one because that pitcher which is what four four and a half beers was gone in 13 13 seconds. okay 13 seconds just <laughs> think about that that's a massive volume of beer um but also because i was with clark's parents at the time uh, <laughs> they were
0: living at my ring duck especially my mom Oh yes. if you watch the videos for my ring
1: duck the only thing you can hear is my mom screaming just in support of me <laughs> so i'm standing next to clark's mother as clark is downing this beer and the event has happened beers are done rings are back on hands instead of at the bottom of pitchers, and clark has a forearm on the fence post and is about to upchuck all, <gasps> the, all the volume that he just intook. took and clark's mother runs over or before she runs over she says to me I'm so proud of my boy. (laughs) The funny thing about me throwing
0: up was that the beer had been in me for such a little time that when I threw it up, (laughs) it was still cold. (laughs) It was a very bizarre feeling. Like whenever you're throwing up because you're sick, you don't think about the fact that what you're throwing up is body temperature. But When you throw up like four beers that you just drank, you definitely notice the temperature difference.
1: It was... One of the most incredible experiences of my entire life, and after that, I have loved uh, the shell horses more and more.
0: Also, I think something really funny about my ring dunk was the fact that a friend of ours, who's good friends with all three of us, she took a picture with me uh, on the ring dunk <laughs> and posted it to Facebook, and when my parents read the caption, my parents are very different from me, just if you don't know me or my parents, we're we're very different, um, the caption to this photo said, The 13-second legend. <laughs> Lots of exclamation points. All right. And my dad
1: lost it. <laughs> you know, I imagine he had that same title at some point. I, <laughs> hope, I hope he did. I hope he did. <laughs> Folks, that's an ender right there. Yeah, yeah, we'll just cut it off. We'll see you later, everybody. <laughs>